Welcome to Dinosaur George Kids. A show for anyone who loves dinosaurs. Dinosaur George has studied paleontology for over 50 years and has performed live to over 4 million students across the world. So sit back and enjoy today's show. Now, here's Dinosaur George. playing some surfing music since it's still summertime for a lot of us so i think we'll all dance hopefully you're all dancing around if you're in the car riding and you're listening to this just start dancing your parents will think you're crazy they're like what is that kid doing uh i'm doing a surfing dance hey there future paleontologists it's dinosaur george and i am so glad to be spending a little more time with you I hope you are all doing well. School has started for so many of you that I hope you're excited to be back in school. I grew up in the country and I didn't get to see my friends during the summertime. So I actually loved school because it meant that I got to see all of my friends. So I really, really liked school a lot. I enjoyed it. And uh, so anyway, I hope you are enjoying being back in school as well. And if you homeschool, I wonder if you homeschool, if you take off for the summer months or do your parents teach year round? I know different, uh, I know different groups, uh, different, different homeschool groups um, will, will um, uh, some teach year round and others only teach during the regular school time. So whatever the case, welcome to you all. Couple of things to cover real quick. First of all, we have now had 110,000 downloads of the podcast, and we are now up to 108 countries. Woohoo! You know, that is amazing that um, uh, we are now listened to in 108 countries throughout the world. And welcome to you all, and I appreciate you all so much. A couple of things to cover as well. My little museum out at Trader's Village in San Antonio, Texas, things are going so well there we are thinking about expanding it and making it larger because I have a couple of other fossils here in my home that I don't have in the exhibit that I'd like to move to the exhibit. Like for instance, I have the arms of a gigantic dinosaur uh, called Dinochirus. I've got those arms and would love to put them out to where people can see them. I also have another really big Tyrannosaurus skull and I have a Sorophaganax skull. So I'd love to get those out in front of the public. The problem is that the museum that I have now just isn't large enough for me to put them in. So if things go well, and I think they will, we are going to expand the museum. A couple of other, one other reminder. On September the 25th, Saturday, September 25th, 2021, this year, I will be speaking at Field Station Dinosaurs in Leonia, New Jersey. If any of you live in or around the New Jersey area, I hope that you will consider coming to see me. I would love to meet you all in person. I'm doing two live shows. I know that if you Google Field Station Dinosaurs in Leonia, New Jersey, I think tickets are available online. 
I know it's still a little bit away. I'll give you better details as we get closer. But again, I just wanted to remind you all that if you live in or around the New Jersey area, I would love the opportunity to see you. And I think you would enjoy my talks because my talks are funny and they're fun and they're exciting. It's not it's not boring listening to somebody. And here we have the tail vertebra. Oh, come on, baby. Tell me what it does. So <laughs> that will be Saturday, September 25th. A couple of shout outs. Isabel, my little friend, Isabel, uh, she came into my museum. She was celebrating her birthday, by the way. I think Isabel is now 95 years old. Uh, okay, maybe you're not 95, but you talk like you're 95. Isabel saw me there, and I just saw her at the zoo yesterday, the San Antonio Zoo. She came out to see one of my shows at the San Antonio Zoo, and uh, she was also there for our ribbon-cutting ceremony. In fact, her picture, she was standing next to me uh, in the picture. So, Isabel, shout out to you. It's always great to see you. I have such a good time every time I see you. I want to give a shout out to my buddy, Rody. Uh, Rody, his dad, as a matter of fact, is going to be the one making my stand for my megalodon jaws if i can ever get the jaws out there to him i'm so busy all the time but uh just to want to give uh, roadie a shout out and say thank you roadie for coming out and supporting the ribbon cutting ceremony at the museum and you were there on the opening day of the museum you've always been a good supporter and i sure enjoy our friendship then my little buddy emilio raptor who was out there for the ribbon cutting emilio raptor was right next to me when we took that picture emilio has been a friend of mine forever And he's moving, he and his family moved, they've now moved to the Dallas, Texas area. And Emilio, I'm going to miss you, but I'm going to see you all the time because I know you'll be back home to see your grandma and grandpa. And I go up to the Dallas area all the time. So hopefully I will see you and your family very soon. But Emilio Raptor, I just want to tell you how much I love you and how much I am, I'm how happy I am to have you as a friend. Finally, speaking about the museum, a new club member, Marco, came out with his mom to the museum, and Marco drew me the most amazing picture. What an incredible artist. Marco, you are an incredible artist, and you are very, very polite. You're a very polite young man. I'm glad to have you as a friend. I'm glad that you're a club member, and I'm glad I got to meet you in person. You were so much fun, and your your image is beautiful, and by the way, Your dinosaur drawing is in my office. I told you I was going to put it up in my office, and I did. And then I don't remember if I was able to wish my little friend Jack, uh, who turned six years old on August the 8th, I don't remember if I was able to wish you a happy birthday. But Jack B., I wanted to give you a shout out, wish you happy birthday, even though I'm late, and tell you thank you for being part of of the Patreon group. I really, really am glad you're you're one of our members. And if I didn't wish you happy birthday on the last one, because Jack, my memory is terrible. But if I didn't, Jack, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to every one of you who's having a birthday in the month of August. All right. And finally, a couple of other shout outs. These are great. I was able to, I was allowed to do some private lessons. Uh, for those of you that are interesting, I, I do private Zoom lessons. Uh, it can be just for you. It can be for you and a friend. It can be for you and all your friends. But I do private lessons. And I had the honor of being able to do a private lesson for Jackson and Victor. And I had such a good time. You guys know so much about dinosaurs. 
man, Jackson, I was stunned at all of the scientific terminology you were using. And Victor, you too. You guys really know a lot about dinosaurs. And I want to thank you for allowing me to be part of your uh, of that uh, private lesson. I had such a great time doing it. And then I also did another one for Scarlett and her brother Everett. But I think it was Scarlett's birthday. I had a great time with you. Loved your dinosaur book, by the way, Scarlett. That's a great book. Thank you for sharing. And by the way, I hope you guys survived the thunderstorm that came through. I could actually see and I could hear the thunder and I could see flashes of lightning. So I know it was raining there, but I hope that you guys all made it through that crazy thunderstorm. All right. I hope you enjoyed your private lesson. And by the way, shout out to your dad who is in the Navy. Thank you for your service, dad, and who plays the trumpet in the Navy. How cool is that? So that means that whenever the Navy goes on a mission, her dad rides a horse out in front and blows the trumpet like in the days of the cavalry. Okay, I don't think he does that. Because first of all, I don't think he wants to ride on the back of a horse. And second of all, he's certainly not going to ride a horse in the ocean. But anyway, dad, in all seriousness, seriousness, thank you so much for your service. Mom, thank you for setting that up and let me spend the time with Scarlett and Everett. All right. Uh, we'll jump into today's feature creature, but before we do, if you would like your own private lesson, then pay attention to this. Hey kids, you can have a private virtual lesson with Dinosaur George. Have him speak at your birthday party or have a lesson just for you. Lessons last 45 minutes and are available to all countries and time zones. Visit our store at DinosaurGeorge.com and order your own private lesson today. It's time for our feature creature segment. If you would like to suggest a creature, go to the Dinosaur George Kids podcast page at DinosaurGeorge.com or post your suggestion on the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group page. Now, here is your feature creature. By popular request, I've had so many people ask me if we would do a lesson on Truodon. Well, we are going to do it. Now, I pronounce it Truodon. Some people pronounce it Troodon. I want you to remember what I've always told you. There are different ways to pronounce these names, and it doesn't mean that if somebody pronounces it different than you, it doesn't mean you're wrong but it may not mean you're right. There are different pronunciations, Truodon, Troodon, whatever you prefer. It's a small little carnivore who is an amazing animal. First, what does the word Troodon mean? Well, in English, those words mean wounding tooth, wound. A wound is like an injury. And so when scientists found that tooth, they looked at it and thought, man, this tooth could make a very deep wound, a very large wound. So they named it wounding tooth. And their teeth are very, very unique. They are different from all other carnivores. Their teeth are very strange looking. It is the oddest thing. If you get a chance to go online and look up Truodon tooth, you'll see what I'm talking about. They're nothing like any other carnivore's teeth. They're very unique. So, 
How big was this animal? Well, it was about three meters long. That means about 10 feet. So it's certainly not a giant dinosaur, but it's still a good size. It weighed about 45 kilograms, which is about 100 pounds. So it probably weighed more than most of you. They have found fossils of this dinosaur from Texas all the way up to Alaska. If you are in another country, you can take a look at a United States map and you can see how far that is. That is totally from Texas all the way north along the western coast of the world, of, of North America, all the way up through Canada and up into Alaska. This is a very successful dinosaur. When you see a dinosaur that's found in that many locations, that tells you this is a very successful dinosaur, meaning whatever it did, it was doing it well. These animals lived in the late Cretaceous. Now, that's between 74 and 65 million years ago. That means Troodon would have been one of the last dinosaurs that existed. Not the last. There's no way we can know who was the last. But it was certainly among the last. Now, this is a bipedal animal, meaning it walks on its back legs. It doesn't walk on all fours. It walks on its back legs. And it's a carnivore. Or is it an omnivore? Ooh, we're going to talk about that. Now, the coolest thing about Troodon is it was one of the first dinosaurs ever found in North America. When dinosaur hunters began to look for fossils, it was one of the first ones ever found. The, and it was actually the first thing they found was the tooth. They found that tooth. They didn't know what it was from. They thought it was a giant lizard. They didn't know what it was from. But it was discovered in 1855. And then it was given a name in 1856. I don't know if you've listened to my other podcasts in the past where I've talked about why sometimes it takes a long time to give a name to a dinosaur. You can't just give it a name. It doesn't work that quickly. It's like on the day you were born, your parents gave you a name immediately. They may have given you a name before you were born. But with when we discover dinosaurs, it's not that easy because scientists have to write a descriptive paper explaining what it is. They have to write all the details about what they think it is. And then after they do that, then they can go ahead and give it a name. And another thing is, see, sometimes they may go dig in the summertime but they don't have time to stop and do the research during that time. They're still trying to dig it up. So sometimes it takes another year before they have a chance to go in into a laboratory and clean all the bones up and figure out what they have. So it was discovered in 1855 and named in 1856. Now, the strangest thing, obviously, about this dinosaur, like I said, is its tooth. It has these big, lumpy-looking things on the side of the tooth that are totally different and that means some scientists believe that these dinosaurs may have been omnivorous. Maybe they weren't just eating meat. Maybe Truodon could eat plants as well. You know, like bears are omnivores. Some people are omnivores. Uh, there's a lot of animals that eat both plants and meat. So it may be possible that Truodon, and that leads to one other thing. Remember, remember I said how successful this dinosaur was, that they find it everywhere? Well, if you are an animal that can eat a variety of different foods, you have a better opportunity to survive. For instance, if it doesn't rain for a long time and all the plants begin to die, 
If you can only eat plants, you're in big trouble. But if you can eat plants and meat, then, hey, you still have something to eat. The poor plant eaters. So it may be possible. It may be possible that Truodon was an omnivore. And again, I want you all to try to take a look. Uh, see if you can go online and find a picture of a Truodon tooth. And uh, if you can, here's what I would like to do. If you would like a project, I would like for you to either draw me a picture of a Truodon and beside it, draw a picture of its tooth. I want you to try to find, I tell you what I'm going to do on the Dinosaur George Kids podcast, I mean, Facebook group, I'm going to post a picture of a Truodon tooth on that page so that you can see the shape. Hang on, I'm doing that right now as we speak. Okay, wait for it. There we go. And here we go. By the way, if you are not a member, uh, if you're not uh, on the Dinosaur George Kids, I just had to type something. There we go. If you are not a member of the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group page, then I hope you will join it. So I just posted a picture of a Truodon tooth on that page. And by the way, I listed it as mystery tooth. I didn't even say what it was. So I would like for you, if you like projects and you'd like to show me your drawings, I want you to either take a picture of your dinosaur toys. If you have one that looks like a Truodon or draw a picture of a Truodon or go to the Dinosaur George Kids podcast, I mean, a Facebook group. Look at that picture of the tooth I posted, try to draw it, and then label what it is. So, um, the tooth is the weirdest thing, and that's why scientists believe this animal may have been an omnivore because of the shape of its tooth. And here's one other issue with Truodon. What is Truodon's real name? And I say that because there's a lot of of confusion within the paleontology world. Some people don't believe that Truodon should be the name. They think the tooth belongs to a different group of dinosaurs, a different kind of dinosaurs. So if you ever read, you'll see there's a lot of confusion. There's a lot of confusion about the name of Truodon. If you ever look it up, you'll see they call it by other names. It's simply there is some confusion, and as they find more pieces of evidence, hopefully they'll figure it out. But for right now, Troodon is the name given to it. The, the, and the teeth are amazing, but far and away, what separates Troodon from everything else is the size of its brain. In the animal kingdom, the bigger your brain, the smarter you are. Well, Troodon's brain is very big compared to its body size. So that means it's a small dinosaur with a very big brain. There are big dinosaurs that have very small brains, but Truodon is a small dinosaur with a big brain. And that means it's probably pretty smart. Might have been the smartest dinosaur that ever lived. Most scientists believe it was the smartest dinosaur that ever lived. So that brain is what makes it so amazing. Now, I don't want you to think that the big brain meant that Truodon could do like all kinds of things, you know, like solve mysteries and that kind of stuff. 
What it simply means is its brain was bigger, so it probably could outthink other dinosaurs. And maybe that's why it's successful, too. If you're smarter, you know how to get around predators. You know how to stay away from different creatures. You know how to catch creatures. You know how to do a ton of stuff that other dinosaurs can't do. Maybe that's why it was successful. But whatever the case, Truodon has a big brain, and that's what makes it such an amazing animal. It also had really big eyes. And big eyes mean that you could probably see in the dark. Truodon may have been a night hunter, which again helps it that much better because other predators can't see it in the dark unless they have night vision. So these things all put together means it's got a big brain. It's got uh, speed. It was probably very fast. It had those strange looking teeth. It had all these things, all these things that helped it survive. But the one thing that I think really gave it an advantage is something that's different about Truodon from other carnivores. And that is it could rotate the lower part of the arm. What I mean by that is put your two arms out in front of you. Put your arms out in front of you. Now, you and I can move our palms up and down. We can rotate our arms. We can move our arms. But most carnivores can't do that. Their arms didn't do that. So Truodons did. And that means it had better grasping ability. It could hold things. It could grab things better. It had three claws on each hand, very sharp claws. It could rotate its lower arms. And that's what makes Truodon so amazing. Because it could do something with its arms that most other carnivores couldn't do. It could catch smaller things. It could catch bigger things. It could move quickly. It had night vision. It had these unbelievable teeth. It had a giant brain. Troodon is one of the most amazing carnivores that ever lived. It is a spectacularly cool dinosaur. And if you are a fan of dinosaurs, Troodon needs to be one on your list. Remember, here's your project if you'd like to do it. I'd like for you to make sure your parents join the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group. That's where you get to post all your pictures. I want you to either draw me a Truodon, and it can be doing anything. I want you to take pictures of any of your dinosaur toys that maybe look like a Truodon. It doesn't have to be, but it can look like a Truodon. I want you to go and look at that picture and see what, uh, see if you can draw the tooth. Oh, and one last thing, by the way, that I forgot to mention, and that is... Truodon has the killing claw on its foot. Truodon has the killing claw on its foot. That thing was like a raptor, only smarter. How creepy is that? Killing claw on the foot. Three claws on the hand, which it could rotate its arms. Mouthful of those crazy looking teeth. Big brain. Night vision. Speed could ride a motorcycle. Wait. Okay. I think I got carried away. I I got carried away. It, It couldn't do all those things, but it could do everything else except for the motorcycle part. 
And there's evidence that suggests that Truadon also was a very good parent, that they may have actually sat on their eggs to keep the eggs warm as the babies hatched. So Truadon may have been a great parent. Um, it's very bird-like, very bird-like. So when you think of Truadon, think of this, speed, intelligence, weapons, crazy tooth, killing claw. Arms, I mean, wrists that can bend, lower arms that can bend and grab. Everything about this dinosaur is amazing. So here's to the wonderful Truadon. Today's lesson, which so many of you have requested, and I hope you all enjoyed learning about Truadon. When we come back, we're going to jump over to the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group, and I am going to answer some of the questions and notate some of the things on that Become a member of the Dinosaur George Patreon Club and join the fun. We offer different club levels, each with their own set of benefits. Private lessons, new discoveries, behind-the-scene access, and much more are all part of being a club member. Visit DinosaurGeorge.com and sign up today. All right, let's jump over to the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group. First of all, I told you guys I just posted a picture. I just posted a picture of the Truadon tooth, and I listed it as mystery tooth. And immediately, I got a response from Rody who said, um, it's a meat eater, it's curved, and it's a predator tooth. And then JW, my good friend JW, posted Truadon with a question mark? Because yes, it is. Nicely done, JW. It is. All right, let's see what we see. Here we got Harry Cephalosaurus. How cool is that? Harry Cephalosaurus is nine years old. It just became a member. Thank you, my friend. Thank you for becoming a member, Harry Cephalosaurus. Glad to have you with us. He loves your podcast and has done a picture of Riojasaurus being attacked by some Utah raptors. Nice. His little sister, Tyrannosaurus Robin, who's six, has also sent a picture of her of her flying pteranodon. Can't wait until your next podcast. Well, guess what? Harry Cephalosaurus and Tyrannosaurus Robin. Here is your shout out. Love your picture. Man, I really, really like that poor Riojasaurus. I feel sorry for it because it's got so many cut marks where that pack of raptors is closing in. And Tyrannosaurus Robin, love your pterosaur. That's a beautiful pteranodon, and I love it very much. You guys did great. Then there's a picture. Ah, oh, <laughs> there is a picture. <laughs> Oh, this is great. There's a picture of me and Isabel at the San Antonio Zoo. There's a bunch of pictures. Her mom took a bunch of pictures and posted them on there. Thank you so much for posting those. And there is me and my little buddy. How cool is that? Let's see. Uh, let's see. Jennifer's family said, we found this part of what we think is a giant ammonite in my uncle's garden. He lives on the Isle of Wight in the UK where it's found quite a lot of dinosaurs. I think it's been collected. Uh, yes. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. That is, that is indeed a big chunk of ammonite. That's a big piece of ammonite. But I do not know what the other piece you sent me is. I don't know what that is. The ammonite is very, very clear. I can identify the ammonite immediately. But I'm not sure what the others are, but they're great, whatever they are. But yes, that was a big chunk of ammonite. Very kid. All right, Jackson Egg 6 uh, asked his mom to share the coloring page where he created his scene. He's a new member and loves the claw and tooth he got in the mail. Ah, very cool, my friend. 
Very cool. Well, Jackson, I'm glad you liked your welcome to the Patreon Club um, uh, group gifts. I'm glad you like them. And man, do I love that. Oh, I love your Gallimimus. I like the bright colors. So many times, I don't think we use enough bright colors for dinosaurs. They are related to birds, and I think they may have been some brightly colored dinosaurs. And man, do I love your scene. That looks like, I don't think your poor dinosaur is going to survive because he's being attacked from all sides. Great, great scene, Jackson. Great picture. Welcome to the Patreon Club. Uh, Eric, age nine. Oh, my gosh. Once again, Eric has posted these magnificent artwork. Just beautiful work. He drew an Indominus Rex and a T-Rex versus Spino. Eric, I, I can't say enough how impressed I am about your skill. It is very, very good. You are incredibly talented. And thank you for posting these to our page so that everybody, as a matter of fact, if you noticed, you had 90 people all amazed at your picture. So that's very, very talented. And I am so impressed. Okay, this is great. This is from uh, Miss Page. A conversation we had with our five-year-old Huntersaurus Rex this morning. Huntersaurus said, can we watch Star Wars? I want to see how Yoda was saved and then said something about Darth Vader. <laughs> and her mom said, she, <laughs> she, want, she wanted to watch it because she thinks Darth Vader is a dinosaur because that's what I said. <laughs> Okay. Oh my gosh. All right. Hunter Source Rex. Yeah, I was joking about Darth Vader. He's not part of he's not part of Star Wars. I was just I was just joking about it. But how cool would it be though? How cool would it be if Darth Vader was riding on a dinosaur? But in real life, sweetie, I was just I was just joking. In real life he doesn't. So, mom, dad, hopefully that will help clear things up a little bit. <laughs> Okay, um, uh, let's see. Penelope has a question for me. What is Stegosaurus progenitor? Well, I think that might be, Penelope, all dinosaurs have a first and last name. All dinosaurs have a first and last name. And I am not familiar with this particular one, but what that means is that sometimes, sometimes there are, dinosaurs that have the same first name but have a different last name and that and that's uh that's the case with stegosaurus with stegosaurus i believe there's stegosaurus stenops stegosaurus undulatus stegosaurus spinus uh longispinus stegosaurus armatus so it could be that this is another species of stegosaurus that has a different last name a dinosaur like Stegosaurus, there might be a little bit differences between them. So they give it the name Stegosaurus because it fits into that group, but they give it a different last name because it's a little bit different from the others in that group. So for instance, Penelope, you and I are both humans. We fit in the same family, but you have a different first and last name, but we still are in the same, we're in the same human family, right? We're still humans. Well, in your family, for instance, 
there is, let's say, you and mom. Well, you each may have a different first name, but your last name is the same. Well, in dinosaurs, we kind of do that in reverse. It's kind of like you can have dinosaurs with the same first name, but they have a different last name, but they still fit in the same family. So my guess is if, in fact, this is a species of stegosaur, it's probably just one that has a different last name. All right. Uh, Henry's so excited for a shout out and smarted on podcast. Well, Henry, glad you liked your shout out, my little friend. He wanted to see, he wanted you to see him at Boonshoff Museum of Discovery in Dayton, Ohio, with my favorite dinosaur, Allosaurus. Wow. What a great picture. What a great picture. Henry, thank you for sending me that picture. I love that Allosaurus. Ooh, and there's a big hadrosaur. That's an Atatitan. And yes, uh, it is not the largest hadrosaur, uh, Henry. There is one called, my mind just went blank, Shunosaurus. Shunosaurus, right? Did I say that right? Yeah, because there's Shuniosaurus, which is an ichthyosaur. Shunosaurus. Yeah, Shunosaurus, I think, is the largest member of the hadrosaur family. So it would be even bigger than the Anatotitan that you have your picture with. Thank you for sending me the picture, Henry. Love that Allosaurus, and I appreciate that. Here's another one. Hi, from Sydney, Australia. Rian is five years old and wants to share his drawings. Maybe it's Rain. Yeah, I think you pronounce it Rain, but maybe it's Rian. I, I have such a hard time with pronunciations. I'm so sorry, but I think it's Rain. Wants to share his drawing of Cosmoceratops jumping in the mud while a Velociraptor runs away. Whoa, nicely done. I love this. And you know what? I believe that dinosaurs like Cosmoceratops would have rolled in the mud, sort of like the way rhinoceroses do today. I think they would have given themselves a mud bath, which would have helped them stay cool and keep the bugs away. And you better believe that little Velociraptor is running like crazy because he's going to get crushed. Love this picture. Rain, I hope I pronounced your name correctly. If I didn't, please don't be upset. But thank you guys all the way from Sydney, Australia, for posting on the page. I enjoy reading everything. And then Liam. Liam did an amazing video where he created a scene. You know what, Liam? How about we play? Let me. Can I play this just a second? Um... Let me see. Let me see if I can play this video over my thing. Hang on. Let me see. Surrounding the river, and one of them lay down. I listen to your podcast every day, and I love it. My name's Liam from Grapevine, Texas. Bye. Oh, Liam, what an amazing video, and what a kind thing. And Grapevine, Texas is a great place. I absolutely love it. Hopefully, Liam, I'll be up in the Grapevine area. Maybe I'll be back to the Grapevine Library, and maybe I'll get to meet you in person. Thank you for the kind words, and thank you for the video. It is great. Shout out to Liam, a listener who loves the podcast, and I certainly love that you do, my friend. All right, Teddy, age four, made it to the Smithsonian Museum of Natural History. You want to know something, Teddy? When I was four years old, I got lost in the Smithsonian Museum of Natural History. <laughs> I got lost and I got found by some police who brought me back to my mom. What happened, Liam, was we were looking at the dinosaurs, me and all my family, and then my family wanted to go look at something else. But I didn't want to leave the dinosaurs. 
And so my family left and I turned around and ran back to go look at him and I got lost. So don't ever run away from your parents. So Teddy, great that you happened to be in the same spot I was in back when I was four. So Teddy was there and saw an Allosaurus. Hey, and you knew it was my favorite dinosaur. Oh, what a great, oh, thank you so much. And I love that picture. That is absolutely awesome. And you love the giant ground sloth too. Yeah, the ground sloth is amazing. Amazing animal. Maybe I'll do a podcast on a ground sloth. But thank you, Teddy. Thank you so much for sending me that picture. I absolutely loved it. Next, we just finished listening to the Titanoboa episode and had to go outside to see just how long it was. Harvey, who's one, um, and Henry, who's four, measured 40 two feet. They went outside. Harvey stood in one spot and Henry walked down. And once he, and I guess mom and dad helped them measure. And then they could see just how long that snake was. You guys got to go take a look at this picture. Cause it is absolutely great. Harvey. Thank you so very much. Henry. Thank you so very much. Shout out to both of you for measuring a Titana boa. Nice. Okay. Ollie was so glad to share this with me. Each year at camp, the counselors create one award for each camper. As soon as they started talking about the person getting this one, I knew it would be Ollie. <laughs> His counselors were blown away at the amount of dinosaur knowledge he had. They said one evening their cabin played a dinosaur trivia card game and Ollie was telling them more about the dinosaur than what was on the card. How cool is that? How cool is that? Uh, <laughs> that is great. And Ali, I'm glad, I'm glad that, that, uh, talking about me helped you snap out of your little bit of homesickness. I'm so glad. And this is just great. The dino nugget. <laughs> Congratulations, my little friend. That is awesome. Awesome. Okay. Silas wanted to share the dinosaur scene he created this morning it's Rex the Allosaurus, which is both Silas and my favorite, on the eggs, keeping them warm. Wow. Very, very cool. And the mother is out hunting and Sharp the Stegosaurus is his friend. What a nice thing. Silas, this is great. This is really, really great. And I love this scene. Shout out to you, Silas, for setting up this amazing scene. I absolutely love it. All right, Harlem wanted to share his Spinosaurus fight with T-Rex, also with an Ankylosaurus and a herd of Alamosaurus. Wow. It says, P.S. Dinosaur George is in the stomach of the T-Rex. Wait a minute. Wait one minute. What was that? What did I just read? Harlem wants to share his Spinosaurus fight with T-Rex, also with an Ankylosaurus and a herd. Dinosaur George is in the stomach of a T-Rex. P.S. He loves your podcast at... You little stinker. You put me in the stomach of a Tyrannosaurus Rex? You stinking kid! What kind of a kid puts me in the stomach of a Tyrannosaurus Rex? <laughs> oh, I love this. Great scene, by the way, Harlem. And I see that you're saving to become a T-Rex member. Well, Harlem, I hope you become a T-Rex member. We would love to have you. Thank you for your amazing scene. I love your all of your ankylosaurs. I like your big herd of uh, Alamosaurus. 
And thank you for letting me get eaten by a Tyrannosaurus Rex, you little stinker. All right. My son Kyron wants to show Dinosaur George his Lego scene he made from Jurassic World where the raptors track the Indominus. Whoa. I like this a lot. Is it Karen or Kyron? Once again, you guys, I'm terrible about this. I, I am terrible about names. I'm so sorry, you guys. But the scene is amazing. I like this a lot. You've got, oh, I see. I, I see. It looks like Owen and somebody's hiding behind the log. You've got all the raptors moving in. This is a very, very good scene. Hey, and I'm looking on the wall in your room. I guess that's a poster. It looks like a big poster of dinosaurs. Nicely done. Nicely done. All right. Uh, let's see. Then here's, ah, the wine family. Oh, you guys again. Oh, I am so glad to see you both. Wyatt, Sophia, I had such a great time seeing you guys this past summer. And it looks like you're, um, uh, uh, so you guys are going back to school. After a year and a half of having to teach from home, I'm sure that you're excited. I hope that you're excited. And I was glad to be a part of your adventure this during this tough time. Thank you so very much for the kind words. And I hope they I hope you all enjoyed it. Uh Dino Boy and Kitty Saurus, thank you so much. You two are some absolutely some of my favorites. And I hope you both enjoy school. Thank you all so much, you guys. It was so nice meeting you in person as well. And then uh, the Thompson family. Oh, how cool is this? I see you're in an airplane and you're listening to the podcast. And Is that your own private jet? Do you have a private jet? You got to fly all over the world in your private jet? Okay, well, whatever. I'm glad that you enjoyed listening to the podcast while you traveled. Thank you so much. All right, Parker, the paleontologist, is ready for a dino dig. Oh, what a great picture we have of Parker. Parker, you look like a paleontologist. You have a paleontologist vet, vest, a paleontologist hat. You've got paleontology dinosaurs connected to your vest. I would say you are absolutely ready to go fossil hunting. I will come by and pick you up one of these days, and we'll go dig up a dinosaur together. That's cool. All right, my son James wrote a book about dinosaur battles after listening to your podcast today. He wanted me to share this page. Listen, I love this. I absolutely love this. This is great. James, you did an amazing job. I love the cover too. That's really good use of colors. Really good looking dinosaurs. I like how they each have a different color. That's very, very good. I am very impressed with that. Nicely done. All right. Anderson, seven years old. Uh, how? Oh, look at this. An adult Utah raptor is attacking an herbivore that killed its baby. Oh, boy. That herbivore is in big trouble. It is in big trouble. Um, I can't believe. Oh, it even tore its tail off. Well, all I've got to say, Anderson, is I suspect that yellow dinosaur is not going to stand up for very long because I think the fight's going to end very quickly. Okay, let's see. This is, oh, this is nice. Uh, a cover of the Who Would Win book. Oh, how cool is that? Katosaurus, I like this. You're creating your own Who Would Win book and you did a cover with Ankylosaurus versus Triceratops. Triceratops, Katosaurus, great cover, great colors, nicely done. 
Uh, Benaya, I think that's it, right? Benaya holding a T-Rex, which is eating a T-Rex with a shirt of a T-Rex eating pizza. What kind of, I have never seen anything like this in my life. You've got a T-Rex eating a T-Rex while you're wearing a T-Rex that's eating a pizza. Uh, I have never seen that many T-Rexes in one time. Benaya, I hope I pronounced your name correctly. That is really cool. Love that action picture, by the way. And uh, make sure you don't eat a T-Rex yourself. Uh, let's see. I'm Sonat, and I love dinosaurs in your podcast. I drew after the latest, oh, Deinonychus episode. Whoa. Whoa. Sonat, I think that's how you pronounce it. This is a great drawing. And you even did it in 3D. This is really good. This is really, really good. Oh, look at all that. That Oh, man. That is so cool. Look at those claws. Look at the claws on that dinosaur. And it's attacking a Tenontosaurus. Very, very good. Also says, I have a question for you. What dinosaurs were found during the Bone Wars? Wow. Uh, Sanat, there was so many dinosaurs found during that time. Tons of them. I can't even begin to think of them all because there's tons of them. All right. Connorosaurus, who's three years old, set up a giant herbivore herd. Stygimolic is keeping an eye on everyone in line. Nice. Did dinosaur herds consist of one species or were there more than one? Well, Connorosaurus, shout out to you. First of all, Connorosaurus, I believe that they traveled with mixed groups, meaning there may have been ceratopsians, hadrosaurs, ankylosaurs. Even small carnivores may have traveled with the herbivores. The small carnivores weren't big enough to eat the herbivores, but what the carnivores would do is as the big herbivores are walking through the woods or walking through the, you know, wherever they're going, small little animals are running away to escape the big herd coming so they don't get stepped on. And the little meat eaters would have caught them. So I believe that your scene is very, very good. I think it was very good. Let's see. Rayanosaurus was able to go on a dinosaur safari. Oh, had loads of fun. Oh, look at this great video of all these cool dinosaurs. Oh, these are great. These are really, really good. Looks like you guys are having a good time. I like your hat, by the way. And I don't know if you're eating popcorn, but if you are, that's my favorite food. (laughs) Okay. Hi, Dinosaur George. Malcolm would like to know if carnivores walked on four legs. You know what? Maybe Spinosaurus, maybe Baryonyx, maybe uh, Megaraptor, maybe. I only say maybe because they're not really made for that. But maybe they could. Now, those dinosaurs I mentioned appear to be fish eaters. So maybe they are standing on all fours because that puts their face closer to the water where they can reach in and grab a fish that's swimming by. But they probably didn't walk around on four. They probably, they probably um, uh, walked on just two. Okay, uh, Lycosaurus Rex, the newest member of my Patreon club. Don't be too scared, Dinosaur George, because Lycosaurus Rex put Dinosaur George being chased by a Spinosaurus. You stinking little kid. You put me in front of... Okay. Okay, good. Well, something... So he eats something else and he saves me. Well, that's good. At least I get saved. From that giant Spinosaurus. But I like that Spinosaurus. And I like how you have me running away. Thank you very much for making sure I run away, Linkosaurus Rex. (laughs) That is too cool. Um, Okay, let's see. Let me go through these. Malcolm and Roland are playing paleontologists and excavating dinosaur bones. 
Oh, nice, nice. And you're right. Now you need to study and draw your finds. Good job. Malcolm, Roland, shout out to you guys. Very proud of you doing your work. Make sure to make plenty of notes because that's what you need to do. Very, very cool. Velasa Wyatt got to touch a horseshoe crab. Isn't that amazing that horseshoe crabs are still alive and they were around during the age of dinosaurs? How nuts is that? Ethan wants to show me his Carnotaurus. It's eating Oreos and reading a book. What? Wait a minute. Ethan wants to show me his Carnotaurus because it's eating Oreos and reading a book. Your Carnotaurus eats Oreos? Okay, that's actually pretty cool. <laughs> Ethan, I love this. That's very, very cool. I like the fact that he reads on top of eating books. That is one cool Carnotaurus, buddy. That's one super cool Carnotaurus. All right. Uh, Madelinosaurus set up a huge dinosaur scene. Oh, check that out. Maddie, that is amazing. Okay, first of all, you're wearing a dinosaur skirt. You're wearing a dinosaur shirt. You have all those dinosaurs. I think there's a BB-8 behind you. Look at all those crazy dinosaurs all over the place. That is an amazing scene. You have an ankylosaurus. Looks like it's feeding its babies. You have raptors hunting in a group. You have stegosauruses together. Oh, man. What a great scene. What an amazing scene that is. That is simply too cool. All right. What else have we got here? We've got, um, let's see, uh, the Mixed Me family. Ben got to go see an Allosaurus. Oh, he was in Montana at the Museum of the Rockies. Wow. Wow. Ben, that's crazy cool. And I love that you took a picture in front of the Allosaurus and in front of that T-Rex. What a great image. Thank you so much. All right. Callum or Calum drew a Brachiosaurus and a Triceratops eating their dinner. Brachiosaurus is eating out of the top of the tree. Triceratops is eating low to the ground. Callum, these are very, very good drawing. Love the fact that you have them eating at two different levels. That is absolutely amazing. All right, let me see. Arthur, age four, wanted to send me a picture of two Giganotosauruses and a Mosasaurus and a Titanoboa that he made out of clay. Wow, Arthur, this is very, very good work. I love these. These are excellent work. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you, Arthur. Shout out to you for your amazing work. All right. Webionics, what a great name this is. Webionics, for his fifth birthday, became a T-Rex member. Well, Webionics, welcome, welcome to the Patreon Club. I see you have your claw and your tooth that you got. This is cool. And you asked me about a who would win. I'm going to answer it right now since it was your fifth birthday. You wanted to know Megalodon versus Spinosaurus. Well, the battle has to take place in the water but it would have to be in really deep water. The reason why I'm going to say Megalodon would win is because Spinosaurus has to go up to the surface to breathe. Megalodon doesn't have to do that. And the minute Spinosaurus runs out of air and has to swim up to the surface to breathe, that's when Megalodon would attack. Uh, and thank you. And, and welcome to the club, my little friend. All right, uh, here we go. 
Uh, I just finished my Lego set that includes a T-Rex, Pteranodon, and Triceratops. This is from JW, who is five years old and lives in Chicago. Those look great. Whoa! That was a lot of work. That was a lot of work, JW. Proud of you. Shout out to you. That's very, very impressive. Very impressive. And then Phoenix sent a picture of a Deinonychus uh, a pack attacking Triceratops. And they're surrounded by Eoraptors. Two Eoraptors were killed by the Triceratops and added an anaconda in the fight. Whoa, this is great, great work. Phoenix, so proud of you. What a great job. You have got a, that is a huge battle going on. That is an amazing battle. Nice. Very, very nice. Uh, let's see. Uh, Miss Eleanor sent a picture of her kids. Oh, look at you guys hunting fossils. You've got goggles on. Very proud of you. Safety is most important. You've got a pick. You've got a shovel. I hope you guys found some things. I hope if you found some things, mom, post some pictures of what you guys found because I'd love to see that. Henry, four years old from Kansas City, just discovered the podcast and is working through them. Well, Henry, guess what? You get a shout out and I'm glad you found the podcast and I love your pictures. That is cool. And finally, Elijah, Elijah, who is six years old, got his T-Rex membership gifts today. And I'm so glad that you got them and that you like them. And look at that. You have fossils. You have fossils in your collection. Very, very cool. All right, my friends, I think, I think I got everybody. If I didn't, please, mom and dad, please go in and uh, post something again. If for any of you that would like to, your parents can join the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group. There's no charge. It's completely free. And you can post all of your pictures and all of your comments there as well. All right. When we come back, we're going to continue by doing a little bit of the Ask Dinosaur George, um, the Ask Dinosaur George questions. Bring Dinosaur George's traveling exhibit to your school, museum, or city. This is the largest exhibit of its kind in North America and will turn any facility into a natural history museum. You'll see things like prehistoric mammals, giant fish, ancient reptiles, and of course, dinosaurs. It's affordable, amazing, and will be an event you'll never forget. See complete details at dinosaurgeorge.com or call us toll free, 888-487-7478. Bring Dinosaur George's traveling museum to your community today. Do you have any questions about dinosaurs? Just ask Dinosaur George. You can post your questions on the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook page or click on the Dinosaur George podcast page at dinosaurgeorge.com. Questions are chosen at random and you can submit as many as you want. And now, here's Dinosaur George. All right, my friends, I tell you something I'm going to do. As a matter of fact, I believe it was my little friend Oliver from Australia who recommended or suggested maybe I do a podcast of only questions and answers. I receive so many, but I don't always have time to answer them all. So I am going to do that. I am going to do another podcast very soon that's only going to be about questions and answers. 
So for right now, I'm only going to answer three Ask Dino George questions because these came from some club members. But I am going to turn around because I've read all of them. You guys have sent me so many. So I'm going to do another podcast probably in a couple of days that will only be questions and answers. So let me answer these three. This comes from Micah, who is a club member. I'm seven and I live in Sydney, Australia. I would like to know if T-Rex lived in a pack. Thank you. Well, hey there, Micah. Shout out to you. Thank you for being a club member and especially for being a T-Rex member. So you want to know if T-Rex lived in packs. I think they did. I think they did, Micah. I believe that all carnivores probably lived in or at least hunted in groups because it makes them much more successful. You, if you're a carnivore, you have to eat a certain amount of food. You just have to. And if you're hunting by yourself, then it's very hard for you to catch your food because you're by yourself. So I think that big dinosaurs like T-Rex wouldn't stand a very good chance of catching enough food by itself. It's too hard. If you're hunting with a friend, then you could set up an ambush or you can attack from two different sides. So I believe that they did live in family groups. Now, I believe the group was probably like not mom, dad in the family. It may have been mom, maybe sisters, maybe other females living in a group. And the dads probably live by themselves, but a lot of animals do that. A lot of animals don't take care of the babies. They don't raise the young. Um, A lot of the dads don't do that. So I think that it probably would have been females and maybe their babies and and young males, but that after the boys get older, they probably left. So yeah, I think they did. All right. uh, Baker is curious can plants become fossils and if so how yes baker they can by the way thank you for being a club member yes baker plants absolutely can become fossils similar to the way that bones become a fossil if the plant is buried in dirt sand or mud and there's no oxygen then the bacteria won't decompose the plant and the plants will slowly be replaced by minerals in the ground think of it this way If there is wet cement and a leaf lands on it, the leaf will leave a print in the cement. That's kind of, sort of, what happens with fossilized plants. Now, in some cases, trees can actually turn to stone. Plants can turn to stone if they are buried where there's no oxygen. Otherwise, the plant decomposes. But the plants can turn to stone the same way a fossilized bone can. All right, here's the last one. This is from uh, Dialofa. Oh, what a great name. Di- <laughs> I'm trying to read this. Dialofa Leagesaurus. Leagesaurus. What, what a great name, by the way. The fact that it's Dialophosaurus. Leagesaurus. Dialofa Leagesaurus. I guess that's how you pronounce this. This is great. What kind of food did trilobites eat? Well, first of all, thank you for being a club member. What did trilobites eat? They were probably filter feeders, meaning they would probably eat anything on the bottom of the ocean they could find. Little bugs, little insects, little crabs, plant material, uh, probably anything. Maybe they even ate coral. Soft coral, but maybe they ate that. They, they probably were little scavengers. They were predators. I don't think they chased things down. But I think if they could catch a little worm, they would eat it. 
they're really made for eating off on the bottom. They're, they don't have, a mouth doesn't point up, so they can't swim up and grab something. They really are made to eat stuff along the bottom. So my best guess is they were probably little scavengers that ate anything. All right, my friends, it is time for who would win. What if two different prehistoric creatures fought? Who would win? T-Rex versus a giant wolf? Raptor versus Terror Bird? Spinosaurus versus Triceratops? You choose the animals, and Dinosaur George will size them up and pick a winner. Now, get ready. It's time to find out who would win. All right, remember to submit a Who Would Win. You have to join the Dinosaur George uh, Patreon Club, the one called the Tyrannosaurus Club. Only Tyrannosaurus members can send in a Who Would Win. So here we go. So these are all going to be from T-Rex members of the Patreon Club. This is from Kai. George versus his favorite dinosaur, Allosaurus. Oh, you stinking kid. Why Why would you put me in the cage with my favorite dinosaur? It's my favorite dinosaur. If that Allosaurus doesn't become my friend, there's only one thing I can do to save myself from an Allosaurus. And that is a deadly stink bomb. You got it, my friend. My underarms. My underarms would stop an Allosaurus. All right, this is from Zane. Spinosaurus versus Tyrannosaurus versus Dinosaur George versus Carcharodontosaurus. Wait one minute. Zane? What? Spinosaurus versus Tyrannosaurus versus Dinosaur George versus Carcharodontosaurus. You seriously think I'm going to stand a chance amongst all of them? Are you crazy, kid? Okay, here's what I think would happen. Carcharodontosaurus attacks and eats the Spinosaurus. Tyrannosaurus attacks and kills the Carcharodontosaurus. Tyrannosaurus looks at me and says, dude, I'm so full, I'm not even going to eat you. And I walk out the victor. (laughs) Okay, William, age three, and his brother, Patrick, age six, would like to know who would win in a fight. A T-Rex that can breathe fire versus three Velociraptors who can turn into metal. Whoa. Whoa, is this one cool? Whoa. Well, if the Velociraptors can turn to metal, I'm going to think that even though Rex can breathe fire and even though Rex has powerful teeth, I still don't think it could bite through metal. So I am going to give this one to the Metal Velociraptors. That was kind of cool, actually. That's really cool. All right, here we go. This is from Dev, who would win Argentinosaurus versus Plateosaurus. Thank you. Hi, Dev. Thank you for being a member. Argentinosaurus is so ginormous that Plateosaurus, now I will say this, Plateosaurus does have sharp claws on its hands, but they're not strong enough to go through the skin of something as big as an Argentinosaurus. So I don't think that poor Plateosaurus stands a chance. I don't think it stands a chance, but that's a great battle. All right. Maximomimus. Maximimus. Maximimus. What a great name. Baryonyx. 
versus Carnotaurus versus T-Rex versus Allosaurus versus Indoraptor. Oh, wait. No, it's Baryonyx, Carnotaurus, T-Rex, Allosaurus, Indoraptor, Indominus Rex, um, Spinosaurus, Concavenator, Acrocanthosaurus, all versus Dinosaur George. What? Wait. I'm supposed to take on that whole list of dinosaurs. I'm supposed to fight them myself? Okay, uh, I think that's craziness, and I'm not even going to stay and fight. I'm going to get on a bike and ride to safety and hope I survive. <laughs> okay, this is from Zach, uh, my, my little bro, Zachary. A pack of Deinonychus versus a pack of werewolves in a werewolf den. Whoa. Well, werewolves are mammals. They're smarter. Um, and if they're fighting in the den where they live, then they have a super advantage because they know every inch of that den. I, I would have to say as much as I love Deinonychus, Zach, I'm going to assume that the werewolves are going to win that one. That's real. That's a good one. Okay. Uh, Hugo and Ruben wants to know, uh, well, Ruben wants to know who would win. Concavenator versus Deinonychus versus Dinosaur George. Why is everybody putting me in these fights? Why am I being put in all these fights? I'm being attacked by everything. <laughs> First, I'd tell you Deinonychus is probably going to beat Concavenator. Faster, more deadly weapon. I, I, I honestly believe Deinonychus would win. Then after that, well, all I have to do is raise one arm. Deinonychus isn't that big. One stink bomb blast and he's done. <laughs> Okay, this one is from Lucas. I have another one who would win. Centrosaurus versus Aeneasaurus. Whoa! Whoa! They are pretty evenly matched. Man, Lucas, this is a hard one. This is a hard one. Um, you know what? I, I would flip a coin on this one, Lucas. You ask such good ones, they're hard to judge because they're very similar to each other. That's a tough one. But you really need for me to pick a winner between Dinosuchus and Titanoboa. My mom thinks it's Titanoboa, but I think Dinosuchus. I just, I just want to know I'm right. Well, okay, Lucas, here's the deal. Moms are always right. But not this time. She's way wrong. You are right, my friend. Dinosuchus is going to be the victor. This is the one time in your life that your mom isn't right. Mom, if you're listening, we both know who really wins this. But, you know, I'm trying to settle an argument here. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, Mariana wants to know who would win. Carnotaurus versus T-Rex. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Well, T-Rex is so much bigger, so much more powerful, and has such a strong bite Poor Carnotaurus would not be able to make it. I wish it did, because I love Carnotaurus, but it's just not going to survive. And here's the last one. This is from my buddy Noah, who wants to know who would win, Gastonia versus Utah Raptor. Well, man, 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 man. This is the battle of the century. It would have happened a lot. We find lots and lots and lots of Utah Raptor uh, bones. I mean, I'm sorry, Gastonia bones. And we find lots of Utah Raptor. What does that mean? Both of them survive for quite some time. 
So that means that they are probably relatively evenly matched. Noah, if, if Gastonia was super rare, but Utah Raptor was common, then the answer would be right in front of you. You'd go, oh, totally understand it. But because they seem to be even, it suggests to me that, that it's, again, it's a flip of a coin. It depends. One day it could be Gastonia. One day it would be Utah Raptor. I wish I could tell you with any certainty who would win, but you have simply got me stumped because it is tough. All right, my little friends. I hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast on Truadon. I have a bunch more coming up. My next podcast is going to only be a question and answer from listeners. So if you would like to go to dinosaurgeorge.com and click on the Dinosaur George Kids podcast page, send me your question. There's a form. Send it now. And so I can go ahead and answer it. So let me say that again. Go to dinosaurgeorge.com. Click on the Dinosaur George Kids podcast page. And at the bottom of that page, there's a form where you can send me a question. I will try to read your question and answer it on my next podcast. Until next time, everybody, I hope you are all being safe. I hope you enjoy going back to school. Thank you all for those of you that have joined and are joining the Dinosaur George Kids uh, Facebook group and thank you all for those that have joined the patreon club i hope you guys are enjoying these podcasts have a great day everybody and i will see you all soon be kind practice your reading be nice to everybody listening to Dinosaur George Kids. Join the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group, become a member of our Patreon club, and check out our website store for cool fossils, rocks, and crystals. Visit dinosaurgeorge.com for details. Until next time, keep digging for knowledge. Yeah. Yeah.